Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. Uh, I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan Salas. Susan. Hello, American patriots. All right, what are we talking about tonight? Well, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. What's up with our schools? Medical madness. It's the economy, stupid. And regulations suck. And if we get to it, in honor of Comic Con... We will tell you about the 12 most dangerous comic book villains. Yeah, okay. It's pretty cool, actually. You loved comics. Yep, but I'm fully grown now. I like TV movie comics. Still based on comics. Based on, but not a comic. All right. Hmm. Well, first we're back to our summertime because it's just too hot. We have no air conditioning. We live in a bus, so it just—it's just too hot. I have—I have to wait till later at night to get on. It's bad. It's hard on us. It's hard on the equipment too. It's not good running your equipment in that heat. So we—we're at seven p.m. Eastern time again. Uh, no, seven p.m. Mountain time. 9 p.m. Eastern Time. You can figure out the ones in between, right? And after. Okay, it's time for the pledge. Patriots, hands of a heart, face the flag, you don't flag, get flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. All right, so what's up with our schools? Yay. Nobody wants to know this. Least of all us. From the Daily Caller. The Chancellor of California's Community College System said he wants to abolish the college algebra requirement and called it a civil rights issue in a Wednesday interview. Floyd Ortiz Oakley, Chancellor of the California Community Colleges, made the argument while speaking with NPR. 
National Public Radio, if you don't know. He pegged algebra as overly burdensome due to the disproportionate rate at which it prevents students from graduating from community colleges. Nearly 50% of community college students do not complete their math requirement. Oh, well, then they don't get the degree. And since college, community colleges in California are absolutely free to the students. Oh, you didn't know that? Yeah, I said free. All you buy is your books. And what do you expect for free? A good education? Yeah, let's take algebra. Might as well take algebra as a requirement to get a two-year degree to do what? Let's hope it doesn't require math, like computer science or something. This is a civil rights issue. But it is also something that plagues all Americans, particularly low-income Americans, said Oakley. If you think about all the underemployed or unemployed Americans in this country who cannot connect to a job in this economy, which is unforgiving of those students who don't have a credential, the biggest barrier for them is this algebra requirement. It's what has kept them from achieving a credential. Really? You know what I hate? I hate the uh, humanity requirements that are not core requisites, that are not part of what I'm going to college for. That's nonsense, liberal nonsense that you force everybody to take, whether they want it or not, because they have to, to get their degree. Well, if I have to take humanities, you could suck it up and learn algebra. NPR suggests that Oakley was trying to improve the California Community College graduation rate. Well, here's an idea. Why not, why not stop testing them at all? Don't test them at all. You'll have a 100% graduate. If they stay there through the two years, they get a 100% graduation rate. There you go. Problem solved. I mean, you're not really, you, what you're saying is it's, we don't want to teach them. We just wanted to be getting credentials. And what, what will those credentials mean when everybody has them? Everybody doesn't need a college degree, and everybody shouldn't get one. And those that fell down a free community college in California, that's my target right there. You need to go to a technical school, learn a trade, which you will make much more money than whatever crap you were learning in community college anyway. Auto mechanic, welder comes to mind. Those two right there are huge. How about electricians? Home building, repair work, plumbers. All these things make huge amounts of money if you're qualified to do them. You don't need math. Well. You need, I mean, you'll need to know how to read a Geometry. A ruler. And you need geometry for a lot of these trades, too. It'd be better to know geometry because you'll, if you were going to do building, something like flooring or roofing, and you need to know how much material to buy, that's geometry. But if not, then but see, you'll learn, if you're ever your own boss, that every scrap piece of wood costs you money. Every tile you bought that you didn't need costs you money. So you need to know how much you're going to need. Well, and that's what... President- that's geometry, but not algebra. President Trump is trying to bring back the trades, and he again another fight with all of the colleges. Well, of course, the colleges don't want that. That takes students away. That takes money away. Money they need to pay left-wing liberal lunatics. And he's starting with high school kids, like when we grew up. Well, that's you don't go to college; you graduate from high school. So well, yes, and that's how you have to start. I know, high school. but I'm saying he, that's he's targeting because then they're not going to want to go to these left. High loons. school? No, they're just bringing back shop. Right, and they're not going to want to go to these left loon. 
Well, why would you bother? If you can really learn what they're teaching you at shop, you can move on to a technical school, learn even more. Or you can maybe get an entry-level job as a machinist at machine shop because you took machine shop in, in high school. Or woodworking, maybe you get a, a, an entry-level job in a, in a cabinetry maker's place. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do to get on-the-job training. Uh, and that's what he even wants. Even with just the just with shop in high school. They look at that, okay, well, he's got some skills, so let, let's see what he can do. And that's what he wants, and that's why the colleges are freaking out, because... And by the he... way, most trades don't even, they don't want to see a college person. I still remember when they found out I went to college. It was my first day on the job as a laborer in a laborer's union, which paid $6 an hour more than my the highest money you could get consumer electronics at the time, commercial electronics and, uh, and uh, military. So I had all this training and knowledge and education, and I went dug ditches for a living. It paid good, and I liked exercising, so it wasn't a problem. But that's you. It's insidious. But that shows you. I had all that time invested, Air Force, education, uh, educating myself after I got out because they didn't teach me digital electronics. I had to teach it to myself. All that stuff was unnecessary. All I had to do was go and... Uncle Lou, he raised me. I could have just went into the union <laughs> straight in, and I uh, would have been better off. Well, could you imagine a whole generation of kids not wanting to attend these high-end colleges? Boopy. Well, most of them aren't going to want to be a laborer either. That's hard work, and they're a bunch of porcelain dolls now. Uh, but stuff like electrician isn't very uh, – if you're not – if you're afraid of building muscles and using your body – you could try and do trades that aren't quite so body-oriented, but all of them are, really. That's why you don't need a college education. I mean, you, you got to be physical to do woodworking. you got to be physical to do plumbing. you got to be physical to do electrician work. Uh, it's, you know, on and on it goes. So that's something that they definitely have to teach them in high school because these little porcelain dolls in high school are learning to be porcelain dolls and nothing else. Little crying, whiny babies that need safe spaces and political correctness and so-called social diversity. Otherwise, they break out in hives. I don't know what happens to them. They cry in the corner. I, I just don't know. Maybe they have their banky. They have their blankie. And their coloring books. Well, we know they do actually have the coloring books. I was making fun of them with the blankets, but thanks for stepping on the joke. Anyway, get a real job. That's what, that's what my, my parents would have said, get a real job. I was told right off by my father, yeah, no way you're going to college. We have no money to send you to college, which was a lie, by the way. My father did have enough money to send me to college, but he wasn't going to spend it on college. Why is that blinking when we don't talk? What? The switchboard. It's not blinking. That's the background noise. Oh, great. But here's the generator. Great. Well, it's way down the back. Back in noise. Okay. Hey, these things happen. It's hot. We have no air conditioning. We need to turn on the generator to charge the batteries. And you might actually hear weird chicken noises, too, because we have weird chicken. A friend, that French chicken does, talks all the time. He's a freak. And he, he's like, woozer. <laughs> it's funny. I, I can't make out half the things he does. 
but he's entertaining anyway. But he's sick, which I guess was to be expected considering the condition he was when he got him last summer. He's the rescue rooster. You remember him. He's still alive, but he's got a respiratory infection, and he's going to have to fight it off himself for a day. All right, so where were we at the community college nonsense? Uh, if you think about all the underemployed or unemployed Americans in this country, we cannot connect to a job in this economy. This economy's changing, moron. Wait for it. In this economy. This is Obama's economy. It, it hasn't been fixed yet. It just got tweaks going. There's a lot more to come. Porcelain dolls. So I suggest you tune out of everything to do with talk radio news and just sit in the corner and listen to, I don't know, Miley Cyrus or something. Whatever the crap you listen to. What do these kids listen to nowadays? Stupid rap or something? That's another thing. Rap just makes you stupid. I'm sorry. I I, it's, I have given rap and hip-hop all the rope I could, and it just hangs itself. Rap is crap, and hip-hop went down with it. It's two things black Americans created in music other than jazz and blues, which also were really excellent music, and they came from black America. And specifically, it came out of Harlem, New York. And Motown. And then, then there was Motown, and the black Motown we're talking about. Because there's white Motown, there's black Motown. Yeah, I didn't like the white Motown. I like soul. Man. I like I like singing with a little blues, a little soul. Anyway, I so I don't know what they listen to. Um, considering their the temperament, I would I would suggest easy listening music. Oh, how could they get offended from easy listening music? And it doesn't make you upset. It calms you down. It's it's boring and it's quiet. All right. Back to the stupid start. California. I went, hey, I went to California Community College in 1979, it, you know, I, I didn't want to buy a book for the humanities. Are you kidding me? Art appreciate. I can learn that later in life. That that stuff you can learn anytime. You want to learn to like art, go ahead. When you're in college, you're trying to get a degree so you can make money. You understand? And you don't want to spend a ton of money doing it because you don't have it. So that this... See, they, they can't even handle c community colleges in California. And you expect they'll never go to tech schools. I'm telling you right now, California will not go to tech schools. But then again, California, it sucks. You have no control over where you're born. Hey, I, I got born in Long Island, New York. I was a New York City paramedic. That's where I was born. Of course, I've lived everywhere around the country, but oh, that that's where I was born. And I couldn't pick it, and so I left it. NPR suggests that Oakland was trying to improve the California Community College graduation rate, pointing out that less than half of the system students transfer to a four-year college or obtain an associate's degree from the community college within six years. Six years? For a two-year degree. Wow. 
I guess, well, I guess if you're getting paid to go to community college with the federal funding and stuff that I didn't use, that people use, they could just live off their, it's it's free college. So anybody you get from the federal government well, is free money. Well, that's what I'm saying. What they keep saying everyone needs free college. We've been having half free college for decades. And it doesn't work. And look, everybody's not in, not an academic. For God's sakes, not everyone needs to go to college. Again, we talked about some of the trades. Auto mechanic comes to mind. Everybody needs a freaking auto mechanic. Small engine repair comes to mind. Those people are back. I'm telling you, right now, I called a, a private place instead of the you know the company uh, the feed store that has a, a shop there. And I found another guy that was certified to work on it by the factory, and I called him up. And he's like, yeah, I can work on it. I'm backed up six months. I'm like, in six months, I won't need it. It'll be snow, no trees. Then I'll need my snowmobiles fixed. But the chancellor denied this implication. Oh, come on now. You, What you said was clear. You wanted to get rid of algebra so more people graduated. Now you're saying that's you're denying it. That you imply that you even imply that. <laughs> really? How can you do that when you write it down? Since the 1950s, we decided that the only measure of a student's ability to reason or to do some sort of quantitative measure is algebra, said Oakley. What we're saying is we want as rigorous a course as possible to determine a student's ability to succeed, but it should be relevant to their course study. The Chancellor said that other higher institu- education institutions, such as the Carnegie Foundation, that's not a that's not a college, and the University of Texas, that is, were pondering the change. He suggested that statistics could replace algebra as a new requirement. We're going to shut. You, you know why this is happening? They're in a panic, and they don't even know. Yes, oh, oh yes, Trump's going to come for you. Oh, yes, Trump's going to shut you down. Oh, yes, you're going to lose a lot of students and a lot of money in your schools. You betcha. And the minute he gets out of education, gets the government out of education or at all, nothing, watch the price plummet. And you'll get real teachers, ones that want to teach, not make a lot of money to espouse progressive ideology and fake history. Yeah, I switched from everything. Now it's fake history. Since since Trump named it fake news, I'm going to fake history. Because it is. Oh, my God. I just read ahead. The Chancellor said that the other higher education institutions, such as the Carnegie Foundation and the University of Texas, were pondering the change. He suggested that statistics could replace algebra as a requirement. Nobody should be required to take statistics. Absolutely freaking nobody except somebody that wants to be a statistician. It is the stupidest nonsense on the planet. It's like polls. It Well, that is statistics, of course. But, I mean, but it's worse it's, than that. It's, right, it's, it's more... Comp- it's so stupid. Well, you took it in college. You should be able to tell No, I'm them. talking about the polls are so stupid. I'm talking about... No, I'm talking about... Statistics. Statistics. Yeah. What did I tell you about statistics before you ever took the class? Oh, I don't remember. I just bunch of nonsense. It's not real math. It's nonsense. Statistics is nonsense. It's guesswork. It's educated guesswork. That's all it is. That's why polls don't work. 
And by the way, all these people, they keep calling and asking to take polls. I've never been asked to take a poll in my life. I wonder why. I don't know if some of these places actually contact anybody and make it up. How would you know? Oh, we have, we studied 22,000 people at blah, 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 blah. And how are you going to find out if they really did that? How do you find out they just called up a hundred of their closest friends or something? I, if you, how, who has a hundred closest friends? I do hyperbolate sometimes. Statistics is a skill that we should have, all of our students have with them because this affects them in their daily life. No, it doesn't. Statistics is what you use to twist people's political minds. It is not usable. It is not real math. And it certainly doesn't fulfill what uh, what the, the reason for algebra is, reasoning. But they don't want you to reason or critical think anymore. They don't teach students that. Rope memorization. That's why nobody can pass algebra. You know how I know? I had a teacher like that, algebra. After I learned algebra in military school in seventh grade, I had to take it again in high school, public school in ninth grade. I got straight A's, 100%. I got over a 100% average in military school. I got every education medal they had. I could... After he tried to teach me algebra, I got completely screwed up. I couldn't figure out what the hell is going on. I was failing the class. Failing it. Not just getting C's. Failing. And I did fail it, actually. But at the end of the year, he goes, you and you. <laughs> and we're both friends. Anyway. Um, he was a little mentally, more mentally challenged. Um, but both of us are failing. He said, here's, here's a book. The Regents, it was a Regents class, too, by the way. New York State Regents. It's a hoity-toity thing. Uh, but anyway, so he hands me this stealth learning book and says it one. says, well, you got two weeks. If you pass, I'll pass you. I got an 85. I learned from the book better than the teacher. End of discussion, right? This is the kind of teachers that don't belong in school. They can't teach. They don't understand what they're teaching. They're just using the teacher's book. That's cheating. But it's hard to find people who only go to public school that has a degree in math, a degree in uh, chemistry, a degree... You know what I'm saying? So they just... any Anybody that has a teaching license can teach anything. The teaching certificate applies... They can teach anything. Because they just follow the lesson plan, and the answers are in the back of the book, and that's it. They're good. The teacher's book is all they need. They have all the answers, except for one. I don't understand that. Could you explain it to me? Oh, that's just the way you do it. No. Explain it to me. I'm sorry, it's a giant pet peeve. I can't. That is not a teacher. And our children aren't being taught. And you'll be surprised. Even the thing you think are good teachers, check their credentials. Again, homeschool, private school, Montessori private school, whatever you need to do to get your kid actually educated. There are free online courses that Susan was supposed to have in the show. Uh, free online courses that you can learn everything K through 12 online for free, just like public school. 
I just saw a new one on TV, but I didn't, I was like laying down. I didn't have a pen and paper handy. Now they're advertising online schools Look, on we TV. We promised them we would check out these things and give it to them. Now I checked it out and I told you to put it in the show. Did you put it in the show? No. Where is it? I don't know. Where's the link I sent you? I don't know. Oh. I'm looking for it. I bet it. you don't. No time to look for it after the show starts. That's I said it to you a while ago, Susan. This should be a problem. Anyway, again, people make promises they should keep them. We expect it from our politicians. Certainly our talk show hosts and producers can be held to the same standard. Okay, you guys can go listen to somebody else now because Susan doesn't care enough to do what's right, so... No, no, no use listening to us. Moving on. From campusreform.org. You set yourself up, Susan. A former adjunct professor at St. Johns Hopkins University says he has barred from his classroom and treated like a criminal over a joke about a call center in Pakistan. Adjunct. You know, I ever stood by an adjunct professor. <laughs> What's an adjunct professor? I, I don't know what that means. Is it your part-time or something? What does it mean? Dr. Trent Bertrand, who taught international economics. <laughs> Nobody teaches economics anymore in colleges. <sighs> University for six years before being suspended on December the 6th. Opened up about his experience in an essay published Wednesday by the James G. Martin Center. Bertrand says the trouble began after he told a joke during a class discussion about outsourcing, which begins with an American worker who had just lost his job, calling a mental health hotline run by a call center in Pakistan. When the American tells the Pakistani employee that I'm really depressed and actually suicidal, the call center employee replies, great, can you drive a truck? A result, a (laughs) complaint... A, compli- a complaint was filed against Bertrand with the school's Office of Institutional Equity, prompting him to criticize the school in an email to his colleagues in the hopes they would support him. John Hopkins is dedicated to the world of ideas, unless, of course, those views diverge from the dominant groupthink protected under the banner of political correctness or threaten the safe spaces and comfort of anyone else. Bertrand wrote in that email calling OIE a tool for enforcing safe space culture. Two weeks later, he reports the security guards met him at the door to his classroom and barred him from entering. The next day, I received a letter from my dean suspending me from my teaching duties. Just three classes before the end of the semester. Bertrand continues, noting that the school's justification for suspending him was that three students out of 68 in the class had complained that the joke created a hostile learning environment. Really? There went the porcelain dolls. They just popped their head up. Unfortunately, you're very fragile. You should really just shut the hell up before we beat the hell out of you. Honest to God, people are just going to start smacking you around. You keep doing this. It's a matter of time before people get fed up with it. Oh, violence, he's espousing violence. Oh. No, I'm just telling you what human nature. 
As long as you stay in your little progressive cocoon, you'll be fine. Venture out? Not so much. Anyway, with that, we'll go to a break. Shed Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it is we have to break through our kind of private idea that kids belong to their parents or kids belong to their families and recognize that kids belong to whole communities. Once it's everybody's responsibility and not just the households, then we start making better investments. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194.
Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of one. The one of the interviews we had on the show many years ago was a director of Freedom Project Education, and he was one of the online uh, first online education sites. And it's at www.freedomproject.com, and he does one through K. The, no, that other one through K. It's I've not. Had, first, there's no such thing as one through K. It's K through twelve. Okay, one. I have had. I've gone on a lot of comments, and they say that they're bogus. I went online last week. There was ten comments saying that that organization was bogus. That you do not get a free online education. Well, don't take their word for it. Read through it. I did, and they said it was a free online education. And it is. But doesn't mean books are included. Doesn't mean papers and pens are included. Your computer, your personal computer, you have to have that's not included. I don't know. I haven't checked out the place, Susan. You were supposed to. I was busy doing something else. Again, there are many places online, but I would look for one that gives a classical education. That's what you're looking for. And no, it might not be completely free. Maybe you have to pay something. My my favorite one, and who was, what's the one we had on that guy? It's, they teach a fabulous course. I just said it, the Freedom Project. The Freedom Project, yeah. They, fabulous. That's not free, though. You've got to have to pay, but not a lot. It's, really, when you go over there, it's, it's really nothing. And you get video online teachers. You get tutors. And you get a classical education under this hippy-dippy crap out of the progs. And that education is invaluable. At that point... Oh, where were we? Oh, the joke created a hostile learning environment. At that point, however, Bertrand claims that the investigation into those complaints by Johns Hopkins Office of Institutional Equity had not even started. But still, the administration somehow concluded that my teaching had been had to be terminated immediately. While the formal case of Bertrand's suspension appears to stem from the complaint of students made about the joke, he believes that the real reason for the suspension was because he criticized the school 
and the OIE for catering to political correctness and safe space culture. In an interview with Campus Reform, Bertrand said he was under investigation until April following his suspension, during which time OIE interviewed nine of his former students, two of his teaching assistants, and two faculty members, as well as Bertrand himself. He learned he was cleared of all charges on July 14, long after the two-week turnaround time OIE had promised after completing its investigation in early April. Campus Reform obtained the email from OIE exonerating Bertrand, which noted that applying the preponderance of the evidence standard, OIE, find, OIE finds that your conduct was not sufficiently severe or pervasive to rise to the level of harassment under the university's anti-harassment policy. Bertrand no longer teaches at John Hopkins, as the school declined to renew his contract when it expired on June the 30th citing a number of factors, including the OIE investigation, according to an email obtained by Campus Reform. While Bertrand said he can't be certain of the exact reason the school declined to renew his contract, he told Campus Reform that he's certain the investigation played a role. Johns Hopkins provided Campus Reform with the following statement about Bertrand's dismissal, confirming what, that Bertrand had been the subject of an OIE investigation but asserting that his dismissal was based upon a number of factors independent of his political views. Johns Hopkins University is deeply committed to academic freedom lies and freedom of expression lies, including expression of different points of view lies. Individual personnel matters are, not, are confidential and we generally do not comment on them. Given, however, that Dr. Bertrand has publicly released information about his case, the university can confirm that Dr. Bertrand previously received the findings of the OIE investigation and notice regarding his contract as an adjunct faculty member. Generally speaking, personnel action regarding an adjunct facility member may be based upon a number of factors, including course evaluation, student feedback, teaching effectiveness, classroom observations, and departmental needs, such as whether a full-time faculty member is available to teach a particular course. The university does not investigate complaints or take any personal action based on a faculty member's political views. Lies. Lies, lies, and more lies. We got fake everything. Fake news. Fake everything. Fake education. We've become a fake world. Inside out, upside down world. Anyway, look, it's a fake world. It's a progressive world internationally. Look how wonderful the international world is doing. From Fox News, a former substitute teacher in Oklahoma who exposed herself to students when she did a cartwheel wearing a long skirt but no underwear has pleaded guilty to a reduced charge. Lacey Sponsler pleaded guilty Monday to assault after the charge was reduced from indecent exposure. She was given a two-year suspended sentence and can't teach for two can't teach for two years. She'll be able to teach it all. Find a new work. How is assault a lesser charge than indecent exposure? Assault you actually hurt somebody. I didn't say it was. She said after it was changed from assault to indecent exposure. Pleaded guilty to assault. 
from indecent exposure. Indecent exposure, yes, it's a, it's because it's a sex offense. You have to become a sex offender. Then you have to register. Then you have to, every time you move, you have to tell them where you're going. And she deserves it. And she did that on purpose. No, no adult female would behave in such a manner. Sorry. <laughs> That's just irrational. How would, and I hate these stories because they don't tell the whole thing. Why was she even doing a cartwheel, for goodness sake? Well, why wasn't she wearing underwear? Why would she do a cartwheel when she wasn't wearing underwear, wearing a dress? Uh, come on now. That was not an accident. Nothing's, this is nothing innocent here. Believe me, they have a hard time dealing with teachers to get rid of them or penalize them or suspend them. It's a, it's a large hurdle because of the unions. But uh, they did. So it means the hurdle was met. She was trolling for sex partners is what she was doing. Because after all, they stopped reporting on it. There are so many of these things going on with teachers having sex with their students. They stopped reporting on it. You have to go out and dig for it. But they're still doing it. And it's amazing how many of them are already known, caught, tried, and we don't even know about them. They stopped telling us. You know who does do them all the time? World Net Daily. Well, I just do it all the time because we don't know about all of them. And I got to tell you, <laughs> we were told by John McCain, the country was told by John McCain not to. John McCain should shut the hell up. Not first to of listen all, to us, nobody right? should listen to him in the first place. Hero on my backside. Evil personified. He had a, he has a brain tumor and he comes back to Congress to stop the repeal of Obamacare. It was his vote that that stopped it. Now, I give him points for being heroic, but on the wrong side of things, but the piece of crap is going to hell if he doesn't stop doing what he's doing. Maybe it's his brain tumor. Here's another question. Is his, is his vote valid? He has aggressive brain cancer. He probably hasn't been in his right mind for 30 years. Who knows? He certainly spouts nothing but progressivism as far as I can remember back. Well, the reason I brought it up is because you and I always get our news from alternative media. And we are, in fact, alternative media. And he was just saying, don't listen yeah, to Yeah, no, don't listen media. to us. Listen to him. The same guy who took our country down this road to where it is today. Aren't you a happy people? Oh, no. You voted in Trump. I guess not. Can't teach for two years. She will not have to register as a sex offender. Told you. That, that's Sponsy, right. Sponsor, could have waited. How about you let me read it? Because I wanted to You already say read it. it. I wanted to I, I could say it after I read it. <laughs> I could opine on something after I read it, right? That's what I do, right? Right. Sponsor declined comment. Defense attorney Nathan Miller told KTUL TV that Sponsor believes the incident was blown out of proportion. He's glad the case is over. Uh, it's not, I'm sorry, exposing yourself to your students is not, it's not nothing. Such a minor issue. Are you kidding me? If she had got convicted, if she had pleaded down, she'd have been going to prison. And she would have been a registered sex offender for the rest of her life. And she'd never be anywhere near children again. Which would be great. See, they should have never done that. Should have just prosecuted it. 
Well, that's what you say about the justice system all the time. They either double down or they take away. I don't say any such thing. Well, that's... I say it's complete chaos and that's what it is. No, and you say when they pile on charges, that's like doubling down. No, I didn't never say that. I said I don't like the concept and the trend of everybody, every prosecutor finding every code you violated committing the crime and stacking them on top of each other so that a crime that would have got four years gets 10, 12 years because there's the other little crimes involved in the crime. Look, armed robbery is armed robbery. Done. I don't care about anything else. I don't care that he was trespassing at the time. Of course, he's trespassing at the time. Who would it say, hey, come rob me? Uh, you know, this is the stupid stuff that goes on. Uh, that is uh, breaking and entering. If you broke it, 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 they just keep piling it on. It's orderly conduct. Let's throw that in. That's good for a couple months. That's what they do. And then they say, hey, you're going away for this many years. But I'll offer you this plea deal. There are people that, not even guilty, have pled because they were afraid of what was going to happen to them if they didn't plead, even though they were guilty. Well, how many people were found innocent on uh, death row? Lots. How could that be? That means we're putting innocent people to death. That's what it means. And that means we have no business putting anybody to death. Until you have a justice system that can guarantee no innocent person goes to prison. I'm sorry, there is no acceptable level in order to catch more criminals. Wrong. I'd rather let criminals walk than see one innocent person behind bars. And I said it before Bernie Sanders ever said it. Don't give me that crap either. I'll go tell Bernie Sanders I'm ripping off my lines. Commie. Old, useless, hippie commie. That's what That's what he is. And if you fell for his crap, you're falling for socialism. Hook, line, and sinker. And that means giving up your liberty. And answering to the government. Look what's going on in the EU and the UK. There, I'm not even reporting on all this. There is stuff... Every, this stuff happening like every day, 10, 10 stories happen every day about these Muslims over there wreaking havoc on the citizens. And what do they do about it? Nothing. They still let them come and come and come. No, no, camp and then deport. They will, they will take your country over. The EU has decided that their birth rate is not high enough, and so their answer is to bring in people from the Middle East, Muslims, to repopulate Europe so they have a bigger tax base and more power. That's what that's all about. I warn people about centralizing power. Centralizing power is evil. Evil always begets from centralized power. I give you my government right now. Yes, all of Europe is worse, and outside that, even more worse. But point is, you don't centralize power, or you lose liberty. That's why the UK Brexit. Well, and the other thing... All is- of them said Brexit, except, uh-uh, the leaders have all been bought out somehow. Angela Merkel went from, we're never going to make this stake again, we must assimilate, we must make sure we're... The numbers we bring in, we can't assimilate into our society, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, this refugee thing started. She's like, oh, no, we got to take in all of them. We got to take in more. Oh, no. What the hell? She just said, I don't want these. We don't need these people. 
She made a big speech. Did anybody pay attention? And now she's, oh, the poor refugees. While her, they're killing and raping her citizens. Destroying their society. She wants more. Why? Power. She hooked into the power in the EU, and she's and now she's all on board. Once they gave her, don't worry, you've got a place in, in the EU government after you're done there. Well, we reported last show, I think it was last show or show before, that this was all planned out by the... Uh, EU. No, the UN, to make migration more easy and flood everybody because the old the oh, well, white population it, But it's crazy. the EU that is... Well, right, but the UN had a plan from 2006. Yeah, it was the UN give a crap about it, the makeup of anything. It seems it's easier for them to control all the poor people than it is us. They can't get our their agenda. They're they're trying to crush us, destroy us, ruin us, end us, and they've almost succeeded with the people that you voted in. Nobody, Barack Obama's did unbelievable damage to this country in eight years. He more than doubled the debt in eight years. That's all the debt from all the presidents came before him. Doubled it. And we're still going. Because the way the government's set up, we can't, we can't, we can't afford it. And if we can't afford it, we don't cut it. We borrow. Borrowing's got to stop. It's $20 trillion, probably 21 by now. Come on. I've been asking to cut up the cards since GW. Enough with the credit. Cut the damn thing up. They're not going to do it. They're not going to listen to you. not going to listen to anybody. They are going to raise the debt ceiling every time they need to raise the debt ceiling because there's nothing else they can do. Because after all, cutting, cutting, cutting makes people's lives, some people's lives, more difficult. Aww. Maybe they can go stand, maybe go to one of those rest stops and beg. Things are so tough. Sponsler was charged in February after allegedly performing a cartwheel in which she exposed herself during a high school choir class in Pawushka, about 100 miles northeast of Oklahoma City. What the heck? Where did we get a name like Pawushka? It must be native. Indian stuff. So now we found out. Have you ever noticed that Indians and Muslims make the same noise? Yeah, what they did with the relating to, this thing with your mouth is a joke. They both relate. I don't find that interesting. They're related. Why would there be a cartwheel in a high school choir class? You just sing. <laughs> what the hell? I don't care. Man, our How is it blown out of proportion if she's not proper enough to wear underwear to class that she would be not proper enough to do a cartwheel in a skirt? It's okay seeing someone's underwear, but, you know, sex education is a different class. But again... We don't want demonstrations. You have to know, female, choir teacher, music class, giant progressive, blah, 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 blah. There is, there's no wrong in progressivism. She should be able to show her body and her private parts when she wants to. She should be able to have sex with her students. What's wrong with you? Mainly because we'd rather teenagers not have sex at all, but let's go put them in public school where the female teachers all have sex with them. 
which I hope male teachers are doing the same thing. I, I don't know. I haven't seen too many of those stories, but I can tell you all across the country, I kept tripping over these stories that nobody was talking about. Just one young, beautiful teacher after the other having sex with her students. Even, and yes, they were married on top of it. You know, I wish they would bring back adultery as a crime. Or shaming. We should shame. No, because I Shun. don't want, I want, if there has to be a divorce, if you cheated on your spouse, you get zero. Nothing. And you may pay woman or man, depending which one does it. These are all women. It'd be cool to make them pay palimony, wouldn't it? Well, you also want to bring back shunning. You do. I do, but that's a personal thing. <laughs> don't, don't be friends with people like this. Don't, don't, don't interact with them. Say, oh, no, you, oh, you're the pervert teacher. Walk away. <laughs> you don't have, to make, don't have to make a big thing of it. Just say, oh, my God, you're the pervert teacher and walk away. Just walk away. Don't listen to her. Just walk away. Don't talk to her. Don't engage her. Leave her alone. Because otherwise, you're going to shoot a shouting match in the middle of Walmart or something. Hopefully not a shooting match, but, yeah. Okay, from Live Science. Um, what? It's medical madness. It is? Yes. Oh, you want to push a button? I do. Push the button. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. And what would you do for Obamacare? Yes, you. Would you talk your mother into taking these federally subsidized pills in place of her upcoming bypass surgery? Sure. Hey, Ma, I got great news. You don't gotta go to the hospital after all. Just take these here pills and you'll be better in no time. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Eh, beats me. Would you leave your children hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt? Yeah, why not? Hi, sign here, and here, and here. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Comrade, would you publicly denounce the Republican Party and all it stands for? What? Would you agree to be bussed at government expense to a protest rally in front of Rush Limbaugh's home and walk around waving a sign that says Rush to Fascism? You're kidding me, right? Would you be willing to dress up like Hitler and attend the next next day of tea party in your area? Mister, if you don't walk away from me right now, I'm gonna beat the shit. What would you do for Obamacare? Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Me? Well, hell, I'd do just about anything. Would you tear up the U.S. Constitution? You bet I would. Here you go. Greetings, comrade. What would you do for Obamacare? Obamacare? Would you agree to donate your organs to medical science at the moment of your death? Uh, well, sure, I mean, if it might help save lives, I... What would you do for Okay, thank you, Dark Prince. Dick. Up, oh, up, oh, we have to go to a hard break. Sorry about that. Pick up on the other side. It's on Cooperative Radio. You say cool cause. We'll be right back. This is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. Let us never forget 
that police lives matter. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems a certain voodoo priest who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E-1 through E-6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man, you might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be liberal. officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a president, Donald Trump. Mr. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. He's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the 
difference. This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky. Don't no, care about in Indiana. Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Did I mention it's really hot? No, it cooled down. It just cooled down. I'm still going. That's what I'm saying. Climate changes. One minute was hot, now it's cold. We're back to our summer hours, 7 p.m. Eastern Time. If you want to call the show, it's 406-565-4189. No, I don't. I don't have my stick down yet enough to fit that in, because I don't do it <laughs> every show. But we're starting four zero six five six five four one eight nine. That's four zero six five six five forty one eighty nine. If you want to call the show, there it is. No, I don't need you to call. But if you want to call, want to add to the show, call. You want to debate. Call. You want to say, I love you? Don't. don't. Email me. <laughs> I don't want to use the show up for that stuff. I know, it's good promotion. I just don't like to do it. Anyway, we're on to medical madness from Live Science. If you have ever taken an antibiotic, you likely know the drill. Finish the entire course of treatment, even if you're feeling much better, or else you risk a relapse. No, that's not the problem. Worse, by not finishing, you might contribute to the dangerous rise of antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Which I've been talking about now for over a decade on air. Because both says and I have medical backgrounds. And uh, I have a heavy science background. But that is something that is old news. I was talking about this back in 1995. Not on the air. I've only been on 11 years. The advice to always finish your antibiotics has long been considered medical dogma and can be seen today on the websites of the World Health Organization, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, and other leading health authorities. But the advice is wrong. According to an opinion article published today, July 26th, in the Journal of the BMJ. Well, wait a minute. Opinion article? Wait a minute. We're talking about science here, not politics. 
What the heck is a... What am I reading an opinion? I don't care about people's opinion. I want the science, buddy. I don't give a crap if you want to talk about it. Well, I don't trust the food I don't drug even know what the BMJ is. I don't trust the, <laughs> the UN, the US, or the CDC. I don't trust the US World food. Health Organization. Yeah, I, don't I don't know how it goes. What the hell they do And why are we... It, it, that's the other thing they could... Now, they knocked down cutting off funding for, uh, what, the international, not the, the local, the federal health organization. And then the CDC is under that, and the National Health Organization, I think that's what it is, or Institute, whichever. Um, this, I don't care about people's opinion. It actually happened. It was science. People not taking their full course cause mutation in the bacteria. And that's what caused resistant bacteria. Now what are they going to try and say? I know. Because the pharmaceutical companies want to sell more <laughs> antibiotics <laughs> or less? I, no, I know because, they want to, because they want to take the antibiotics that we don't use and give them to third world countries. Ah, okay. We'll see what the article says. Uh, <laughs> but it is wrong for quite a while, said Dr. Martin Llewellyn a professor of infectious diseases at Brighton and Sussex Medical School in the UK and the lead author on the opinion piece. I notice it's an opinion piece. They're not opinion pieces if they're if they're medical articles. This is means it's not scientific, it's opinion. And it's from the UK, big surprise. Let's listen to the UK. They do it so much better than us. If you believe that, man, you have drank it in the Kool-Aid a long time ago. Okay. Here, remember we talked about um, when I had hurt my arm and they've scheduled me for an MRI and they did it like in two days? One day. Well, the gentleman that we know down in Butte, Michael, his hip, there's something seriously wrong with his hip. So he went to the local clinic. He scheduled, he went to the local clinic yesterday. He's scheduled for an MRI on Monday. Speak up or get closer. He's scheduled for an MRI on Monday. Speak up or get closer. I'm, I'm good. I, I watch my levels. I ask you, please, because I watch your levels every time I fix them. Um, Qu so Quiet means close. So he went to on Thursday, and he's getting one on Monday. Good. What's your point? Not with Obamacare and not in any other place in the world. Obamacare is in effect right now, so I don't know what you're talking about. He's not under Obamacare. Medicaid is Obamacare. He's not under that either. Yes, he is. He has private insurance. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He's been paying for it for a year through his job. He hasn't had a job for a year. No, he has been. He, he carried it over. He's paying for it out of his pocket. Yes, he is. That's called COBRA the last three months. No, he's not on COBRA. They, uh, they allowed him through his plan to stay on, and he is on. He has private insurance. He has no money. I just talked to him today. He has private insurance. Yeah. Well, didn't ask any pertinent questions, though, did you? But again. Really? How much does that cost? Again, How did you get that price? What are you. Da, da, da. Again, did you a again, we're still in America. And oh, we're still getting I, I guess we probably told everybody then they should be on Medicaid because you had one in one day and he had to wait till Monday from Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Four days. Four days. What are you? Embarrassed? Susan got disabled in November. She really hurt herself. And there's no repairing it. There's no getting better from it. 
it's permanent. I mean, that's just the way it is. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> where was I? Opinion pieces. Uh, why do we listen for opinion pieces for doctors in the UK who's a single payer that they don't really provide health care? And of course they're going to that they're going to say now, oh no, you're tickled, man. So you got to give it back to us what's left, so they can reuse it again. I the the evidence is not in. I'm going to read the rest of this article. I know the science behind this. I read the New England Journal of Medicine science on this, and the CDC science on this, and it's all clearly connected to overuse of antibiotics and not properly using them. More importantly, overusing them. You do not use antibiotics unless you have a bacterial infection. Thankfully, now they have drugs for viruses, so doctors are going to probably stop pushing them on people with viruses, I would hope. If your doctor tries to prescribe an antibiotic for a virus, tell him, I'm not paying you, I need to see another doctor, because you don't know what the hell you're talking about. Llewellyn said the advice is, at best, oversimplistic. The idea that stopping an antibiotic treatment early encourages antibiotic resistance is not supported. Yes, it is. By scientific evidence, it absolutely is. Yes, it is. As well as overprescribing, which we won't talk about either, right? Because the medical community is not going to talk about that. Well, there's no overprescribing over in the UK because they watch every pill. So I doubt they have that problem over there. Moreover, having everyone finish their antibiotics all the time may actually be increasing antibiotic resistance worldwide because it's the taking of antibiotics for longer than absolutely necessary that increases the risk of inversion. No, it does. It's impossible. No, it doesn't work that way. It's when you don't take it and the bot, the, the, that's why it's antibiotic, the biot, is what? Bacterial. If you allow the bacterium to rebound from not taking enough of the medication, that bio, I, that bacterium can mutate to because so to not be because it overpowered it, so it came back against it, so it can be resisted to it in the future. It doesn't happen overnight. We're talking about billions of people. You know. But that is science. I this again. If it's a science piece, why am I hearing opinion? There's no opinion in science. There should be opinion in the Supreme Court, but there's not. There's rulings, orders. No, just opinions is all they're allowed. The original theory was this: treating bacterial infections with an antibiotic kills those bacteria. But this may take a week or more to accomplish. If you stop treatment early, you have only killed the weaker of the bacteria. Those bugs most readily wiped out by the antibiotic. Well, you will have wiped out the good bacteria, absolutely. And I know that for a fact, too, because I've been there and done that. The ones left over are tougher bacteria, which would have been killed if the treatment continued, but now in the absence of antibiotics, more room to multiply and pass their genetic-based resilience to their progeny. Next time around, the infection is much tougher. On one level, the theory made sense. Bacteria that do survive the onslaught of antibiotics do indeed reproduce quickly and pass along those traits that made them resistant to the antibiotics. 
Wow. It says it's it's you just contradicted yourself completely. Yet infectious disease experts have known for at least two decades. Bull crap. Two decades. No, sorry. Uh uh-uh. uh. Science junkie here. Ex paramedic medical school student working for towards the medical uh medical school till I realized how much it's gonna cost me. Yet infectious disease experts say it's flawed. The British microbial specialist Harold Lambert wrote in a 1999 Lancet Journal article that antibacterial resistance rarely arises in one patient from one treatment. Rather, it is a population-wide phenomenon in which bacteria spread from host to host. Yes, of you know, hey dummy, you're giving back, you're giving antibiotics to people that don't even have bacterial infections. I, I, you, you, you see why I have a problem with progressivism? It even ruins science. You think we have science here? It's not that bad. But, as it is over in the UK, but this, we have a bunch of people just making money off the American people and companies by just doing science that whoever pays them for the result will get the result they want. That's what they do with climate change as well. Climate change again, the IPCC in the UN was created by a socialist to, as his own word said, institute one world global socialism. Yes, the climate panel in the United Nations was created to, cre- to create one world global socialism. Science is ruined in the world. You can't believe anything these people say. Unfortunately. Although you can tell when there's some real science, because if you know science, it meets the parameters of science. It doesn't sound like an opinion piece in the New York Times. Uh, Rather, it's a population-wide phenomenon in which bacteria spread from host to host, acquire all kinds of genetic traits, and may be resistant to a particular antibiotic before the bacterium even enter your body. Yes, that happens too. Most experts agree that the widespread use of antibiotics, both in humans and in animals raised for food, has placed increased evolutionary pressure on bacteria to adapt and become resistant to antibiotics. Agreed. You know what they give animals that for? Oh no, not to kill disease. To gain weight. Yep. They give it to all the livestock. Helps them gain weight. And then we ingest it. And that's another problem. It's a hot topic. Everyone is interested in using less, said Dr. Helen Boucher, an infectious disease physician and director of the Infectious Disease Fellowship Program at Tufts Medical Center in Boston, who was not part of the BMJ opinion article. Boucher said she agrees with the BMJ authors. I don't even know what BMJ is. Bureau of Medicine Journal something? I don't know. Authors stance that completing the course merely for the sake of lowering the risk of antibacterial resistance is not based on solid scientific evidence. And yours is? She added, however, that doctors don't often know when a shorter course of antibiotics is as effective as a longer one. 
As an example, she said, the recent studies have shown that six-day regimen of antibiotics is effective as 10 days for people with skin infections, as originally prescribed, and a five-day regimen is as effective as 10 days for people with pneumonia. But shorter durations did not prove as effective for ear infections in the very young, she said. The length of antibiotic regimen for any given case is not arbitrary. Regimens are based on clinical studies done when the drugs are first tested. Newer, more refined studies often reveal more effective lengths that strike the balance between killing the bacteria, causing an infection, and not flooding the environment with more antibiotics. Now, let me explain the problem. This is what no medical person will ever tell you. They knew full well that giving somebody an antibiotic for a common cold or virus doesn't do anything. It only works on bacteria, none of which are present in said disease and others. Um, this was encouraged by the AMA because they said, take two aspirin and call me in the morning, leaves people pissed off after they got to go to the doctor's office and they feel like they've got nothing for their money. So prescribe antibiotics just to make them feel good. That is how it happened. The AMA is a political organization, and doctors should seek better advice. The New England Journal of Medicine comes to mind. But, again, why would any doctor prescribe an antibiotic for a virus? Unless they were doing it for political reasons to make you happy so you come back and they make more money. If they tell you there's nothing they can do for you, just stay home, take two aspirin, and call me in the morning, then why don't they just stay home? The AMA is the largest lobbying group in this country. And they have they uh, most of these doctors do have investments in the pharmaceutical industry. Look, they're all about price fixing. Even, even the poodle clipper veterinarians. They're the worst. They were... To, they, they, the, their magazine, whatever their organization is, told them you need to do X, Y, and Z to make more money. And so, so they did. So they do. And they're not allowed to talk about it. And everybody does it. What it did is price fix. In other words, notice, you could call any veteran you want and the price is the same across the board unless you call a large vet, large animal vet. The poodle clippers are only with the poodle clipper club. And they're just encouraged to do behave like this it all in other words nobody can charge any different amount for any different thing you do with an animal because then they can price shop and that causes you to lose money and i guess am and i guess their dues so the way to fix this is you could call as many vets as you want and it's all going to be the same price because they price fix this way, it you pick whatever vet you want. Price is the same. It doesn't matter. Hey, bring it up to your veterinarian and your poodle clipper there. Don't bring it up to me. Don't believe me. Price around. Get a price from your poodle clipper and call the other poodle clippers. Watch. Any any veterinar- veterinarian that is not a large animal veterinarian is a poodle clipper. And pretty much useless. I mean... Some of them are okay. But when I have to order a vet to do a blood test, I mean literally order the vet to do the blood test and fight to make that happen. 
And said blood test turned out with the exact problem I said my dog had. I want her thyroid check. Well, blah, 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 blah. We can do that. We can do that. No, I want her thyroid check. No, I want her thyroid checked. End of conversation. And that was with a large animal vet. And sure enough, my dog had pretty much zero. Zero thyroid function. She was having seizures. Already been to numerous vets. Nobody tested for that. Ever. Are you kidding me? Ever? And then I had to argue for it? When it was obvious to me, the symptoms, this needed to be checked. I wanted to know, because I'm thinking it's that. And it was. And she would have died a long time ago. If it wasn't for me doing that, she would have died decades ago. But because of that, she lived another decade or so before before her health caught up with her. But in the end, she was getting seizures again. And that... I question whether I was actually given the medication she was supposed to be taking. Now we get to pharmacies, not trying to save money and, you know, immoral pharmacists that, you know, shave a little here, shave a little there. It all adds up. Anyway, uh, the length of the regimen for any given case, blah, blah, blah. It's not arbitrary. Butcher is also involved in the leadership of the Infectious Disease Society of America, and she noted that this professional society of more than 10,000 health specialists has a strong interest in conducting studies to understand the best minimal dose of antibiotic regimens. No, it doesn't. It doesn't chafe their butt one way or another. Both Boucher and Llewellyn, I can't believe someone out there's name is Llewellyn, considering all the books I read, Said patients should not self-medicate with antibiotics or simply stop when they are feeling better. Rather, they should follow their doctor's instructions about when to stop. Uh, Actually, I'll give you better information. Research every drug your doctor wants to give you and be informed. My first answer to any doctor that wants to give me a drug that I'm not familiar with is no. They hate that. I will go home and research this and get back to you. And they hate that. And actually, in the VA, they came after me. And I went back after them. And all that goes, yeah, the VA is wonderful. And they, oh, by the way, the VA Choice Program failed to pass Congress. Isn't that special? So don't let them tell you they did all these wonderful things for the VA. They did not. Because they were terrified it's going to turn to privatization. It's well, yes, and it's be- oh, that's absolutely right. We can't have that. We can't have privatization. It'll prove privatization's better. We got to have government. We're moving to single payer. Don't screw things up. Even the Republicans won't go near this. Why? Circus of bread, circus of bread. McConnell is a Prague, and he doesn't want anything to do with the president's agenda. He will only bring things up for a vote that he knows won't pass. Or I'll just say, I don't have the votes, and we'll bring them up. That's what he's doing, old McDonald up there. He should have a farm. He shouldn't be Congress. Then he can make all the arbitrary decisions he wants over his livestock. We're not livestock. And he doesn't know that. Um, The opinion piece stated, again, 
opinion, opinion, opinion. I'm interested in facts. This is science. Facts, not opinion. That some health authorities have recently replaced the phrase, quote-unquote, complete course, with the message advocating taking antibiotics exactly as prescribed. Air finger quotes. Exactly as subscribed is okay, and at least it gives flexibility in the discussion between doctor and patient about when to stop. Perhaps when patients have been reviewed or have a certain test result or have been better for a certain period of time, Llewellyn told LiveSide. Again, opinion, wild speculation, and they call this a science. I point to you that it says practicing medicine, still to this day. They're nowhere near knowing what they need to know. And they don't want you to know that. Again from Live Science, a group of scientists in Oregon has successfully modified the genes of embryos using CRISPR, a cut-and-paste gene editing tool. Wow, they got, a, they got an app for that? This is scary. I don't like this at all. The experiments have not yet been subject to peer review were conducted by biologist Sukrat Mitalopov. Ah, Russian, right? And colleagues at Oregon Health and Science University in Portland, MIT Technology Review reported. Metalopov conducted the experiments on dozens of single-celled embryos, which were discarded before they could progress very far in development, according to Technology Review. This is the first time the scientists in the United States have used this approach to edit genes of embryos. The CRISPR forward slash CAS9 gene editing system is a simple cut and replace method for editing precise spots on the genome. CRISPR, it lures genetic splicing for dummies. Well, I don't think dummies should be messing with, with genetic splicing. So I don't, actually, I don't want an app for that. What about Resident Evil? What about it? All those movies with the zombies and that. It all comes from this was the beginning. Messing with the DNA. Oh, no. That was escaped diseases and stuff. Yeah. It's going to say here. That's exactly what they're going to use this for. No. They're not, no one. I'll wait. You should wait. If you know it's further on in the story, what did I tell you? You cannot comment on something I have not read to the listeners. Don't Tell me what's coming. It's a simple system, Susan. Uh, CS, CRISPRS are long stretches of DNA that are recognized by molecular scissors called Cas9. By inserting CRISPR DNA near target DNA, Scientists can theoretically tell Cas9 to cut anywhere in the genome. Scientists can then swap or replace with gene sequence in place of this. Oh man, I want to play with this so bad. This sounds so cool. This is like this would be a cool video game. See how many monsters you can make. Yeah, create your own monsters. Just gene splicing be fun for the purpose of creating okay, monsters. Okay, this and nanites scare the bejesus out of me. I, I said I wanted it for entertainment. I don't want them looking around with it. <laughs> you mean you want them to make this and make it into a, a video a, game? And then just go away. 
No, they're not going to go away. But it would be a cool video game, and it, it would like give people the concept of what gene splicing is all about and how very wrong it could go. I'm just saying. Scientists can then swap a replacement gene sequence in place of a snipped sequence. The replacement sequence then gets automatically incorporated into the genome by natural DNA repair mechanisms. In 2015, a group in China used CRISPR, that's what I'm called, well, that's, that's the acronym, to edit several human embryos that had severe defects, though none were allowed to gestate very long before being discarded. If Rumors are to be believed. The new results are more promising than those earlier efforts, according to the technology review. Now, understand, this is abhorrent to Christians in this country. Life begins at conception, and so the minute that cell divides, they consider divine life to have begun. And they don't care that you only went so far and then discarded then I, that's just, there's this big politics here, religious politics with this. This is big. I mean, Christians, it's a no go, man. And I understand. And, you know, I don't, scientifically, I agree with them. Not necessarily, you know, minute it splits. You're not going to cause any pain to anything. There's no sentience there. There's no organ development there. Blah, blah. So, you know, so you got a couple cells, four cells even. It's a multi-cell organism. Yes, there's many of them. But we kill them all the time. I don't I don't believe abortion is... This abortion on demand is absolutely disgusting and out of control. I cannot believe it, it actually got worse than the 70s. In the 70s, at least you had to wait. You had to be in your first trimester. You hit the second trimester. There was no option for abortion. Now they do it, partial birth, right up to delivering the baby they kill it. And they're trying to say, oh, it's not a baby yet. Really? It's nine months old, it's, just, it's, out of, it's out of the rule, it's out of the birth canal. What would you call it? I don't care if his head's still in there and he's going to suck his brains out. Okay, I think we need a break. <laughs> Why? Because it's time. It's never time for a soft break. Well, what if I'm going over the half of the hour? It's called a soft break. But we'll go to one. I think the, Here comes we, need, we need a break from this. It's your Crawford Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. The path to restoring our republic was laid down by our founding fathers. The principles of freedom, liberty, personal responsibility, and limited government are conservative ideals we will never abandon. America is listening. Grassroots. Common sense. Conservative talk radio. It's on the internet. Tune, 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 tune in now. Red State Talk Radio. Featuring some of the most popular internet talk show hosts in America today. Are you listening? RedStateTalkRadio.com.
Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 
That's 800-917-2194. Okay, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of two. Crisper. Crispy. It's crispy. (laughs) You guys ever watch Dark... uh, What Dark Man was it called? Dark... Wasn't it called Dark Man? The guy burnt himself. It was third degree burns. They cut his nerves. He became a superhero. Kind of. Yeah, I forget what it was called. It didn't stay on long. I only know it's the guy that demon called him Crispy. Because he was... To a crisp. Anyway, back to the DNA stuff. In 2015, a group of China used CRISPR to edit several human embryos that had severe defects, though none were allowed to gestate very long before being discarded. If rumors are to be believed, the new results. <clears throat> are more promising than those earlier efforts, according to Technology Review. The Chinese technique led to genetic changes in some, but not all the cells in the embryos. And CRISPR sometimes snipped out the wrong place of the DNA. According to a Technology Review, the new technique was used in dozens of embryos that were created for in vitro fertilization, using the sperm of men who had severe genetic defects. In general, editing the germline, meaning sperm, eggs, and embry- or embryos, has been controversial because it means permanently changing the DNA that is passed from one generation to the next. Some scientists have called for a ban on germline editing, saying the approach is incredibly risky and ethically dubious. However, National Academy of Science report published earlier this year suggests that the embryo editing could be ethical in the case of severe genetic disease. Okay, the national anything is a bureaucracy, and they have an agenda, and they can go to they can go pound sand, because they don't exist. They're unconstitutional. Therefore, they don't exist. They are void. So stop worrying about all the things Trump wants to get rid of, because it's all void anyway. It doesn't exist in the Constitutional Republic. No way, I know how. So, anti-Trump this, resist that, screw yourself, I don't care, Antifa, uh, Muslim Brotherhood, crap doodles the, the whole left-wing little progressive social commie fascist stated Muslim bastards can all go to hell. Ooh, you added one. <laughs> it was on the fly. <laughs> I, I have all artistic rights to that, to the way I do that. No one can and do I don't it ha- anyway. Yeah, I was saying, I don't have to. Pe- many people have tried. <laughs> many people have tried. Even with my help, many people have tried. Can't do it. Hell, I could add more. I had more breath left. All right, it's the economy, stupid. And regulations suck. This regulation does suck. It's the economy, stupid. From CNBC, 
Euro stocks closed mostly higher on the back of strong earnings and following the Federal Reserve's decision to keep interest rates unchanged. Oh, oh, that's right. Trump's threatened the res- to uh, audit the reserve. Did I mention? We never mentioned. No, that. I didn't even know. I haven't even heard. Oh, it. oh yes, I haven't he, heard it yes, at he all. has. And and they had projected all these interest rates hikes they were going to do all through his presidency, and that's why he, that's why he said they were going to go bye bye, because they do that to stop the growth of the economy. They'll raise the rate, and then the growth of the economy slows. Oh, he only got two point one percent. It would have been over three percent if the Federal Reserve didn't raise the interest rate. Which they didn't do for eight years under Obamanus. Nope. That man was so sheltered and so coddled and so... I want ten minutes with him in a ring. That's what I want. Ten minutes in a ring. That's all I want. Oh, that's a long time. You're right. Thirty seconds. I'll take thirty seconds. No, I'm not threatening the president. You have to volunteer to come into the ring with me. He's a civilian now anyway. I don't give a crap. I'll still want, I still want time with him in the ring. That, that man needs a good beat down. He is too cocky and full of himself for an useful idiot. He doesn't, none of this shit was his policy. Excuse my language. None of that was his policies. That's Soros. It's, it's uh, the Chicago royalty of progressivism that controlled, that gave him everything. That pulled him out of nowhere. Gave him Michelle, his children, everything, uh, all his political career, everything. They gave it to him. They protected him. And he turned into that cocky piece of crap you you see up there. His little cocky swagger when he was. I'll tell you what, again, 30 seconds. I will knock that swagger out of his walk forever. I'm not telling you how. I never give away my own techniques. Otherwise, people may use that against me. Following the Federal Reserve's decision to keep the interest rates suddenly unchanged, the Dow Jones Industrial Average rose 97.58 points to close at 21,000. I was done with the Dow Jones at 7,000. I never believed anything above that was sustainable or usable for the regular person to invest. And I and I still stand by that. There is so much day trading going on that I know. Like people like the town to say, "Well, see, Trump's good because of that." I no, I no. The Dow Jones is it's nothing to do with the reality of this country. It is just for again. There's a bunch, uh, hundreds of thousands of day traders every day. I'm watching it. Watching those curves, making sure they get their calls in, sell them short, sell them hard, buy them short, sell them big, on and off it goes. That's all they're doing, buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling and buying and selling. This isn't like when I grew up, we had these blue tricks, blue chip stocks that were just like steady growers. There was none of this back and forth in the Dow and, and any of that. I know because I had to study it for my teacher who made it a fun project for me to choose a stock for him to buy. And I had a week to look through the papers, and he gave me the papers. And I looked through it, and I'd circle things, and I'd know, I'd watch things. And suddenly, I came up with a stock I thought was really good. And it took me about four weeks. You know what stock that was? No. AT&T. 
Yeah, but there was something akin to day traders during the colonial times, and they really looked down on it. No, no, they called you talking about commodity speculators. They were very looked down upon, as they should still be looked down upon, because it's not a, it's not the kind of thing that's considered reputable. Christian. See, everything had to be Christian back then. It had to be Judeo-Christian morality. It's everything, their whole lives are based on that. The whole world, the whole colonial world was based on that. And our whole United States of America was based on that. Not a base from separation of church to say just the opposite. Just the opposite was intended. Yes, Samuel Adams. Even Even Thomas Paine said no government can serve the people without God. After witnessing the French Revolution, before that he was an atheist who called everyone who believed in God a doofus. Yeah, he has more than one thing he wrote. Maybe you should look it up. Thomas Vane is not was not an atheist when he died. He was not an atheist after the French Revolution. That changed him for life. And suddenly he became the doofus who believed in God. Isn't it everything he said how stupid we all were? And then he suddenly was stupid. You can't give your, a better example in history than that, especially since every commie wants to talk about Thomas Paine's common sense. Or was it the rights of man? I can never figure out which one is which. One of them's pro-Christian, one of them's anti-God anything. Uh, the first one was anti-God anything. I, don't know, I think it was common sense. But I could be wrong. I mean, titles you know don't always, don't always jibe. But he had the first paper he wrote where he's an atheist where he told us all we're idiots and need to go just disappear and the other one where he said no government could work without god now that's telling and it should be because that is true and that's why our government no longer works for us it's ungodly Ugh. okay uh let's see blah blah blue most games blah i don't care about that who cares the Fed was widely expected to keep monetary policy steady. The central bank, however, laid the groundwork for winding down its massive stimulus program in September. The Fed is entering a yield curve management program, if you will, said David Shigolit. <laughs> Never seen that name before. Managing Director of Investments at U.S. Bank Private Client Reserve. By reducing the balance sheet, the Fed is effectively steepening the yield curve. They said the plan to start unwinding relatively soon, which is the crux of the statement. Fed watchers had been looking for the language to change from this year, as indicated following the June meeting, to something more immediate. The central bank also said, however, inflation remains below its 2% target. It is a lie. They don't include food or energy anymore and donald trump needs to bring that back along with bringing back our copyright system could somebody besides me call them up and say something the senator bank also said however it rains low i think we're giving themselves some wiggle room said chuck camulo camello president and ceo of essex financial 
They don't want to overshoot. U.S. Treasury yields fell heading into the Fed's announcement and remained at similar levels afterward. The 10-year yield was at 2.3%, while the 2-year yield was around 1.363%. The CBOE Volatility Index, widely considered the best gauge of fear in the market, traded at a record low, breaking below 9 shortly after the Fed released its statement. They were not aggressive in their inflation estimate, but acknowledged that inflation is running below 2%, said Robert Tipp, chief invested strategist of PGIM Fixed Income. But this is not a Fed that thinks it's beyond behind the curve, and that there is still time to normalize monetary policy. Investors also focused on corporate quarterly results. Dow component Boeing posted earnings per share $2.55, topping Wall Street estimates. The company's sales came in below expectations, but the firm raised its full-year earning guidance to a range of $9.80 to $10 per share. Coca-Cola and Ford also posted better-than-expected quarterly results. Earnings season has been strong thus far, with 34% of S&P 500 components having reported as of Wednesday morning. 78% have beaten expectations on the bottom line, and 73% have topped on sales, according to data from the Earnings Scout. Kim Forrest, senior equity analyst at Fort Pitt Capital, said she expects companies to continue reporting strong quarterly results this season. The results are showing the the economy continues to improve, so I would expect these types of results to continue. Equities came into Wednesday's season having posted solid gains on Tuesday. The S&P and the NASDAQ quoted record intraday and closing highs. You know, I've listened to these economists on Fox Business News and other places, and I don't believe a word that they say because they look like you're saying they're not even taking into consideration food prices, gas prices, the, you know, the, the things. That's not these people. That's the government. The things that are part of our daily lives. They're not even taking to it. But these, some of these economists just go right along with them. All Keynesian economics are progressives. Because Keynesian economics is a progressive economics. And it's failed the world over. Oh, you idiots that keep stringing. Oh, capitalism has failed the world over. There's been capitalism the world over in my entire lifetime. Are you insane? Keynesian economics is not capitalism. That's socialism. I don't blame capitalism, which, by the way, was just a label made by Karl Marx and Engels and Mein Kampf and Das Kapital, and with Das Kapital by Marx. No, uh, you know, originally they just said free markets. Free markets. Adam Smith best explained the free market system and how it works and in uh, wealth of nations you didn't use the word capitalism commies did see if you make it an ideology you could be against it if it's just the way that things work you can't right because that's how 
a free economy works. That's how a free people have economy and freedom. That's how free people control, not only control the economy, they because they are the economy. We are the economy. What are they always talking about? Us spending money. We are the economy. But that's that thing again with the pipeline, put more money into the pipeline. That's all that Keynesian economics garbage that that any, anybody could buy as rational by even looking into other people talking about economics throughout history instead of just believing what the idiots in school tell you and walk around and and oh you need to no no you need to spend more and stuff spending like embers or fake jobs we need stuff like that that's what that's what fdr did yeah he really damaged our country during during that period too but the worst was tommy the combi woodrow wilson to this day why 16th and 17th amendments no other piece of crap president I can think of passed, had two amendments passed during his tenure that actually took power away from the people. Speaking of pipelines. Without their permission. Speaking of pipelines. What about pipelines? Remember they wanted, they went back to court and they wanted to do the stupid impact studies and to see if the pipelines could go where Trump wanted to go and where the oil companies, the gas companies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They passed them all. They're going to take them to court again. Well, take who to court? The Trump administration. No, you take the federal. You can't take the Trump administration. It's just the government. The national government is the national government. No, I think they're going to take the gas companies to court now because they failed. It it passed all. Fail. It passed all the studies, environmental studies. It passed it today or yesterday. Susan, it passed it like five years ago. I know, but they sued to have it redone. I don't care if they sued to have it redone. As a judge, I, I go dance in the fog. I don't care. Well, you know how judges are. They have I know, they're progs. They have to have their day in the no, spotlight. No, you don't get it. That's not it at all. They're progs. They're part of the system. They're part of the anti-constitutional system. They don't exist under the Constitution. Therefore, just ignore them. Anyway... Uh, we have phenomenal earnings right now. Analysts are forecasting a continuation of that, so I don't know what is driving earnings. Nobel Peace Prize economist Robert Schiller told CNBC, I would be skeptical that they would continue at such blistering pace. History, how's that big earning? What? Uh, supposed to be no. This is getting old. That big earning, that's a quote, by the way. You should at least spell right. Man, history shows that big earnings increases like this have a tendency to revert to a trend. Only under Keynesian economics, because you cannot control the economy centrally. It is we the people. Please go to Mises.org and learn real economics. In economic news, mortgage applications rose just 0.4% seasonally adjusted compared to the previous week. New home sales rose 0.8% in June. In commodities, U.S. crude for September delivery rose 1.8% to settle at $48.75 a barrel. After the Energy Information Administration reported a crude drawdown of 7.2 million barrels. 
a drawdown in what? Something's missing. Drawdown in what? That makes no sense. But, got to go to a break. Remember, 406-565-4189. And we got to go to a break. To the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it, what is in it, what is in it. Thank you for caring so much about our health and welfare. Oh, 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 be careful, Mr. President. There is a cliff here. You know what? Maybe this isn't going to help. Maybe you're better off not having the surgery, but taking the painkiller. No, no, I need a pacemaker. Make no mistake about it. President Obama and the Democrats who supported Obamacare began throwing seniors off the cliff back on March 30th, 2010, when they voted to cut Medicare's budget by $575 billion. Don't worry, Grandma. We've got you. Oh. Here are the facts the president doesn't want you to know about how Obamacare will impact the health and welfare of your loved ones. Obamacare puts into law the ominous Independent Payment Advisory Board, which is a medical services rationing board, about which the Wall Street Journal reported, for the first time an unelected group will be empowered to limit health spending for the vulnerable elderly. In plain English, that means, as a result of the passage of Obamacare, based on factors such as your age and eligibility, 15 faceless bureaucrats will be making life and death decisions on whether or not you and your loved ones will receive the care you need and deserve as a doctor and as an American. That is simply unacceptable. The Congressional Budget Office originally estimated that Obamacare would cost taxpayers $938 billion. And then, just 10 months later, revised those costs upwards to $1.45 trillion. Medicare's already on life support, and now Congress wants you to entrust them with the nation's entire health care system. You know he's right. I'm Dr. Chris Held, and all of us agree. Medicare needs to be reformed, but it needs to be reformed in a way that will allow the next generation of seniors to choose the health plan that suits them best. I'm Dr. Jane Hughes. We understand that reform doesn't begin or end with our nation's seniors. If Obamacare is not stopped, your family's insurance decisions and major medical decisions will be decided for you by a small group of politically appointed government bureaucrats. We're not politicians. We're doctors. And as doctors, we don't treat Republicans or Democrats. We treat people. 
The first step to reform of America's health care system is repeal, repeal of the highly politicized and deeply flawed Obamacare. To see firsthand what true patient-centered health care reform looks like, please join us at AmericanDoctorsForTruth.org. Help us reform the system while protecting your health care from arbitrary government controls. Let's do it right this time. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President, with all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here... Um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. Was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. Back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Oh. What is it? It's hour two now? Three. Three? Three. Hour three. All right. It's hour three. Mm. I don't know about this. This article is a little heady. From World Net Daily by Jody Talal. In my last column, we discussed financial fallacy number one. The safest place to keep your money is in a savings account. This week, we're going to look at financial fallacy number two, which is pay off all your debt as soon as you can. It's good we had all that promotion there. Well, right, because I'm, you're probably going to, your head's going to explode from his, his reasoning. Well, it seems that just about every place you turn, people are suggesting that you pay off all of your debts as soon as possible and stay out of debt. That's really a good idea. Some even expand this concept to include paying off your home mortgage. Oh my God, you shouldn't pay off your home. Wait, everybody, when I grew up, paid off their home mortgage. Absolutely everybody. Isn't it nice owning your home free and clear with no monthly payments to anybody but the tax collector, which is ridiculous? In fact, the current trend today is to try to pay off your home mortgage in 10 to 15 years instead of 30 years. Sorry, the trend when I grew up was not 30 years. There were no 30-year mortgages. 20-year mortgages. Anyway, 
Now, before we go any further, let me stop and emphatically state that I am not suggesting that you go out and charge up a bunch of things you cannot afford on your credit card. That is the fastest way I know to financial disaster. The problem comes, however, when people try to accelerate certain debt on big items like their cars and home. In these cases, what they're usually doing is using the money they should be investing to build their retirement plan or their children's college education funds. The result is that they finally get their debts paid off, but they do not have enough time left to invest enough to accomplish the long-term financial goals. I'm sorry. Most people will be bankrupted by trying to put any child through college without financial aid. The amount, the cost per year is staggering. And I would never invest in that. My child wants that. They invest in it. My money's got to go to investing to make money. If I keep putting it to things like that, never going to have any money. That soundbite you were asking me about, the only one I have is Jose Angel Gutierrez. Well, I don't care. It's Gutierrez, isn't it? We have a Luis Gutierrez, we do. Um, maybe you don't, on the, it might not be on that hard drive, Susan. Right. There was not. a lot of problems with sound files, but it was, definitely had Luis Gutierrez. He he is, now he's calling for the elimination of Trump. The complete elimination of Trump. Now, where's the, where's the special protectors of the president, the Secret Service? Or I think going investigating Luis Gutierrez, calling for people, calling for him to be dead. There's a lot I'm sorry, of that's what elimination means to me. I don't know about anybody else. And I'm sorry, he needs to be investigated. He was already arrested, by the way, because he was doing this at a rally for Im- illegal aliens. I know. I heard the. I heard the rally. I heard the whole sound. I wasn't by. telling you. I know. I heard the whole thing. I wasn't telling you. They did not. Anyway, therefore, the real question we must answer is, should you extend your debt or pay it off? The financially trained person realizes that there is actually something called good debt, as well as bad debt. Some debt should be paid off as soon as possible, while other debt should be extended as long as possible. Wow, only if it's really low interest rate. Well, that's what we did with our st- my student loan. Yeah, it was such a low interest rate, we just paid it off over 20 years. So he's right about that. Actually, it was about 10 years. So he is right about that. Yeah, but you have to be specific. People don't understand the difference in good debt and bad debt. And he didn't explain it. He will, I'm sure. (laughs) If you let me read it. The financially trained person realizes... There is actually something called good debt as well as bad debt. Some debt should be paid off as soon as possible, while others should be extended as long as possible. Let me give you a formula to help you determine when your debt is good debt or bad debt. Good debt is when the debt actually makes you a profit. Bad debt is when it costs you money. My good debt, bad debt formula states, Debt is justified any time the net cost of the debt, the interest you pay, is less than then, than then. <laughs> they didn't know which then to use. It was then with an A and then then with an E. Just in case they're wrong, they're just backing it up, I guess. Wow. 
Okay, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen typed, actually. The net income earned through investments made with the money borrowed, plus any benefits of inflation. Let me take you... Let me take an example of a typical home mortgage decision to show you how this formula works. Today, you can get a 30-year fixed-rate home loan for about 4%. If you think about this, that 4% interest cost is the only disadvantage of financing. Wrong. You have to slow, You own a home now. You have to fix everything that breaks. You have to mow the lawn. You get a guard. You got whatever. It's a lot more than owning a home then this simplistic kind of investment goes towards. In New York, I never wanted to own a home. I wanted to rent because the, there's no way I could I could afford a home for what I was renting. I couldn't even probably buy the heating oil for the house for what I'm renting. It, it was just, and you couldn't explain this to pe- to my friends that lived there that thought they should buy houses and that's a good investment of blood. And they could never, you know, you just can't afford the payments and there's the upkeep. Everybody but one of my friends just floundered and went bankrupt. And the only reason my other friend didn't is because he was smart. He didn't start investing till well after he had $10,000 in savings. If the first problem is I could never save $10,000 in savings. Uh, but, it just, you know. That's the problem. If you can, that's the goal. Any reputable place that takes your money for investment in a money market will require you to show them you have at least $10,000 in savings and other investments. Now, I remember hearing, reading that, I was mad because I was like, man, I could, I want to invest in it. And you can't. You have to beat the requirement. Now, that that was good financial. That's a good financial company. They would not take anybody unless they were financially capable of making this investment. You've got to have funds for things breaking down, house repairs, car repairs, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And then, then you can invest. This notion of investing when I have no money is stupid. You just, you don't have any money, you don't invest. (laughs) Until you have money. You got to get yourself in a position of positive income growth enough to have savings. If you can't do that for whatever reason, the, their system's not going to work for you. Not to mention it's Kinsey and economics, and who wants to get involved in that anyway? I'm just saying. Oh, where was it? Okay, four percent interest you paid, or the equivalent one point two percent. Therefore, uh, we're, no wait, I back up. I went too far. Okay, here we go. This example is 4% because it is a home loan. Your interest tax is deductible. Yeah, but not property tax. Right? This means if the last dollars you earned are taxed at 28% tax bracket, and Uncle Sam will refund 28% of the 4% in interest you paid, or the equivalent 1.12%. Therefore, your net cost of interest is really 2.88%. 4 minus 1.12. How hypothetical. Let us say you invest the extra money you did not use on the down payment or paid in higher house payments into a 30-year AAA rated municipal bond to match your 30-year home mortgage term. 
Today, 30-year AAA municipal bonds are 3% tax-free. Now, I'll say this. They're unconstitutional. It's right in the Constitution. States may not emit bills of credit. And every everything else in the state is covered under the statement of state. That means no government, state, local, or otherwise, is allowed to borrow. Only the federal government is allowed to borrow from the inception of this Constitution. Because they paid off all the debt of the states after the Revolutionary War under the condition that they may not borrow again. You see the problem we're in, not following the Constitution? States are in debt. The federal government is 21 trillion debt. And how much are the states in debt? And their local municipalities underneath. Let's add that all in. You have no idea the amount of debt we're carrying. You have no idea how close we are to absolute collapse. If if just one thing happens, if we're removed as the reserve currency, it's over. And Soros is working on it time, night and day. Mm, all right. Oh, these municipal bonds are, like I said, unconstitutional. So I would never have any part of them because, first of all, uh, they're overly leveraged and the states could go bankrupt. The local government could go bankrupt, not pay out on its bond owners. I'm just saying. So, all right. So you're paid it. You're going into a 30-year AAA-rated municipal bond to match your 30-year home mortgage term. Today, 30-year AAA mini bonds earn 3% tax-free. Your 3% tax-free bond interest will pay all the 2.88% net loan cost interest leaving you a small profit of 0.12%. But that is before adding the extra profit generated by inflation. That's right, I said profit. In our savings example, in the last column, inflation was our enemy. It took away from our profits because it decreased the value of our money tied up for the year. However, when you borrow money, the dollar the banker gives you today will buy more than the dollar you pay him back later, assuming you don't have a healthy economy and we just keep up with this never-ending hellhole. This is due to the very same principle we demonstrated in the savings example. Ask yourself, would you rather pay your current house payment today from the current earnings or the exact same size house payment in 25 years, whatever salary has grown to then due to inflation? Obviously, you would choose the future, right? So, to wrap things up, we take the profit we earn from inflation, which is 2% this year, and add it to the 0.12% profit we got by subtracting our net interest cost from our investment earnings, and we have a 2.12% gain. However, that is a 2.12% profit after tax and after inflation. Now, would you like to take a guess of what your bank would have to pay you in interest on savings account for you to have netted 2.12% after taxes and inflation? The answer is 5.72%. Now, here's something you're not going to have in the article. When I grew up and I was a teenager in the 70s, 
interest rates on savings account was 5%. Now they're point, they've been 0.04% for like 20 years now. What is more important is, let us not forget that today we are the lowest interest inflation and safe investment rates in decades. No, I disagree. In this example, our home loan interest, which is our only cost or disadvantage, is locked down for the next 30 years due to the terms of the loan. However, inflation and investment yield for our two friends in this example are most probably going to go up substantially during the next 30-year period. These future increases will mean significant additional profits. Therefore, this is a great example of what I mean by good debt. Now, you see how how complicated this is. Kinsian economics. This is our economy. This is how complicated it is. It's not supposed to be like this. But this is what we have. Now let me give you an example of bad debt. Suppose you borrow money you did not have on your credit card to buy some clothes, and the interest was 18.5%. Credit card interest is not tax deductible. So the interest, yeah, makes you wonder why, right? So the interest costs you the full 18.5%. Since you bought clothes with the money you did not have, there is not any money left over to invest. So... Your net investment income for the formula is zero. Okay, wait a minute. There's a problem here. You have to have clothing. Have to. You have to to have a job. I come in in threadbare clothing. They're going to fire me. Wow. This this article is going to make my head explode. Now, inflation is still your friend in this example. So at the assumed rate of 2%, The net cost of borrowing is still 16.5%. That is a very real loss of 16.5%, which is what I call very bad debt. The whole concept can boggle the mind a bit, but certainly goes against what most of us were taught is right. However, once you start working with the good debt, bad debt formula, you will quickly see that it will always tell you what to do no matter what financial environment you find yourself. The important key in using this formula is to always remember that if you add in an investment return from having invested the money, instead of paying cash for the item, you then have to actually make those investments and earn that money. Otherwise, you are only cheating yourself, because if you ran the same formula without the investment return, the formula have told you to pay the money toward the debt instead. I got to tell you right now, I, I've heard some very big, smart financial people on this. Getting out of debt is extremely important for your financial future, anybody's financial future. Of course, there is good debt, minimal debt, debt minimum debt. If you have lots of income, lots of in money coming in, you could afford maybe some investment in that, this and the other thing, but I'm sorry, this is, this government is way too volatile for you to start trying to follow that formula. I'm sorry. It's a good formula in general. However, we don't know what's going on with the economy. We don't know what the Fed's going to do. We don't know what Donald Trump is going to do. All this right now can change in a heartbeat because if Trump pushes us away from Keynesian economics, then this advice won't work for you. Because this only works under Keynesian economics.
And and again, real property. Investing in real property is better than investing in nothing. A stock piece of paper is nothing. It's a piece of paper. Yes, you own stock in that company. But what kind of income is it generating? That's what matters. If you don't. If you aren't making enough money to start with, it's hard to invest anything. You don't have anything to invest. And if you do, you need to invest it in saving because the car is going to break down. You're going to need money. So how that's what you invest in. Until you get your $10,000 in the bank for, for X, Y, and Z problems that may arise in the future, you shall not invest. That is the most sound advice I have ever gotten from anybody over 20 years of this nonsense. And it sticks. It's the real financial advice. Ramsey has a show, uh, a talk radio Dave show. Ramsey. Dave Ramsey. He he's brilliant. Listen he's, to him. Oh my god, he is. Follow follow he what is. he says. Ask him questions. Follow what he says. I guarantee you will not go wrong. And he, you know, that time. And he's smart enough to go. You don't have money to invest. You don't have enough money for for bills. You have to you have to get more income somehow. See, common sense advice. And you need you need more income, so that's your first step. Get more income. Don't worry about investing. You don't have any money to invest. I don't have any money to invest. I did. I messed up. I did poorly. I came up lame, and that's the way it goes. Speaking of investments, and speaking of making money, ah. So Susan wants to say, "All right, what are we going to do?" Like I said before, we're back to our seven p.m. Eastern time. Summertime schedule because the heat is brutal. Doing doing a radio show in in eighty ninety degree weather is brutal. But so you want to know where you can download and listen to all shows for free at uncooperativeradio.com. We will be on live on a summer schedule seven p.m. Eastern time, which no. we have. I mean, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. My apologies. I, I've been talking to people that have problems with time zones for like three days. It's <laughs> got my head all screwed up. I've been trying to find work at home that's something I, you know, I could do and not make an investment first. And I just, you just got to have money to lose to try these things out. Well, I don't, I don't have money to lose. I know what to do, but I don't have money. I don't have any money. I don't nothing. It's hard to start a business when you have nothing. All right. So again, you can download, listen to all shows for free on cooperativeradio.com. You want to hear from us live at seven PM Mountain Time, nine PM Eastern Time at uncooperativeradio.com. We can be heard also heard on wait, she doesn't really we can also be heard at on on iHeart, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Blueberry, Abadabadoo, whatever. Oh, go find it your favorite place. Do a search. It's there. We have a Facebook page for a Facebook person. Just search on Cooperative Radio. Go over there. Link up with everybody else. Like it. Love it. The whole nine yards. Enjoy it. Because I can. Because it's in prison and I can't see the news feed. I do see your comments, however, and I and I can follow your posts. So do join. If you want my personal Facebook page, that's at 
Brian Bonner 90. Spell everything right. Okay, we also have a Twitter account. So if you're a Twitter person, go over to Twitter account, look for Uncooperative Radio, go over there, like, love, all that stuff, cross posts, have at it. Uh, good thing going over there. Nothing's blocked, but you do know they throttled me down to 10%. So the more people I have, the more people read what's going on in there. So please get over there and help out. It, we really appreciate it. If you want my personal account, it's at Brian Bonner. We are also rebroadcast on RedStateTalkRadio.com, and through them, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and don't forget Alexa comes pre-programmed. Listen to Red State Talk Radio. Out of the box. Over on Red State Talk Radio, they have listener lines, and they have call-in lines. Both of them are with the players for the individual stations. There are two stations. Prime. I think they changed the the name, though. Uh, Prime and... Encore. That's it. Encore. We're on Encore. It's 24-7. Two two studios. Streaming 24-7 conservative talk radio. With call-in numbers. You want to call in the show. They're there. Free call-in numbers available. You just have to know the one for every show. So, you know, well, for every studio. And again, we're on the Encore Studio, Saturday and Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 p.m. Mountain Time. So the ones that are I didn't say should be able to figure it out from there. Wow, people are hard with that stuff. All right, you must have heard some of our commercials sound very commercial because they, they are commercial. Uh, but we don't get paid to air them. We only get paid if you call the number in the ad. So please, if you hear something you're interested, call the number in the ad. You're not required to buy anything. My job is to get you to call the number. Their job is to sell you. You don't want to buy it. You have no obligation to buy it. We still get paid. Ad company still gets paid. Everybody's happy except the company that didn't make the sale. And I just want to say to all of our listeners, thank you so much for calling the commercials because we do get feedback that you are calling them. Well, we get paid. And I really appreciate it. Yes, we really appreciate it. We really need the money. All right. Um, Where was I? Going to the next article. Oh, no, I didn't finish it. Right. You will. All right. That bad debt formula, you can quickly see that it will always tell you what to do, no matter what financial environment you find yourself. The important key is using this formula to always remember that if you add an investment return from having invested the money instead of paying cash for them, you then have the have to actually make those investments and earn that money. Otherwise, you are only cheating yourself. Because if you ran the same formula without the investment return, the formula would have told you to pay the money toward the debt instead. I know it's complicated, but for the most part, if you're deep in debt, you're locked in debt. You have no money for investments. I know that. This doesn't help you. It doesn't cover you. Until you get yourself to a point where you have more money than you're paying for everything. If you have less money than you pay your thing, you're going into debt, and that's bad. 
You want to, you don't want to continually go into debt. That's different from borrowing money to like mortgage your house, which will have all kinds of returns. If the economy's correct, you will, you will show a return on your investment by owning the house. By paying off your mortgage, you free up the money you were paying the mortgage and you use that money to invest. The formula is more complicated than these people tell you because it's because they're kids. They learn this stuff in college. They're idiots. The stuff they teach in college, for, to, for the most part, complete moron. Economics is completely Keynesian nonsense, failed, gone, done. Why aren't we done with it? Failed the world over. Failed. Every so-called capitalist country that is not capitalist, that is instead running Keynesian economics, have all failed. Invest in something stupid and it'll fail. Guaranteed. Look, it's, it's more complicated, but here's the simple thing. you got to do the math. Is it worth going into debt to buy a home? What will my monthly cost be, including taxes and a percentage for re- necessary repairs that are going to have to be done? Also, any extra you're going to be paying that you don't pay for in an apartment like heating oil, for instance. They're very expensive. That has to be added to your monthly bill. All your, all your, all the stuff you need to live and also extra to maintain has to be all factored in. If you're paying $800 in an apartment and you're going to move to a home that mortgage is $1,500, how do you justify the increase in cost? Oh, wait, the other things I said have to be added on as well. So I have never, ever, when I was in New York, I never, ever, I did this math. I thought about buying a house there. And when I did it, this kind of, it just makes sense to me. Real estate was overpriced. Uh, the taxes were too high. You got to remember, property taxes are an absolute. So you take your yearly property tax, add it into your monthly mortgage bill. Oh, now we're up to almost $2,000 a month. And I was only paying $800 in an apartment. I could have taken the extra dollars and invested it instead of buying a house and ending up with no money to improve my life. That that's my metric, and that's a smart one. I think you can wrap your head around it. All right. With that, we're gonna go to a break. Remember, the number is four zero six five six five forty one eighty nine. Sierra Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen carefully to this urgent alert have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101.
Welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. Hour half of whatever. I don't know. We're in the third hour. The commercial break was so much fun for me. From AOL, between Amazon's blitz into the grocery market and its fashion aspirations, you might have missed the shopping juggernaut's entry into the auto world. No, I did not. Car retailers certainly haven't. The company has already built a sizable business selling vehicle parts online, and it could have its sights set on auto services and even car sales down the road. Like most of Amazon's plan, this is no small ambition. They're already selling cars. I don't know what they're talking about down the road. This has been going on for at least six months. I, I, I'm over at Amazon. I know what's going on over there. I told you already they were selling autos. Cars, trucks, and such. Hell yeah. So how old is this piece of garbage exactly? Today. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Oh, let me try it again. The company has already built a sizable business selling vehicle parts online. And it could have its sights set on auto services and even car sales down the road. <laughs> Last, it, months and months ago, I reported Amazon selling vehicles. This isn't down the road. Past tense. Old article, moving along. There you go. Amazon selling vehicles. Story at 11. I did it last year. Old news. Not fake news, just old news, which means it's not news at all, right? Okay, time for regulations suck. Uh, if you don't know, regulations are laws. They're part of U.S. code. And the nice, they call it regulations. But if you don't follow the regulations, there's a penalty. And that makes it a law. And they're misleading you by calling them regulations. From invest from investors? That's not a place. Secret of Housing and Urban Development... Secretary, sorry. Secretary of Housing and Urban Development... Ben Carson has announced that his department will be... I hope you have a lot of material because I want to burn through this fast. We'll be reinterpreting an Obama-era regulation that had given the federal government control over local zoning decisions. Well, it can't do that. It has no power over local zoning. They have no power over local local government. No power. So what is so good about this and why are they doing it? Affirmatively, furthering fair housing allowed HUD to halt distribution of more than $3 billion of annual community development block grants to about 1,200 counties and cities, unless the recipients abide by federal dictates on drawing districts along racial and economic lines. The regulation specifically does so by directing municipalities to examine Relevant factors such as zoning and other land use practices that are likely contributors to fair housing concerns and take appropriate actions in response as a condition for receipt of the block grants. But now, in a welcome move, the Trump administration is taking the lead on this issue with Secretary Carson stepping to the forefront. In On interview with the Washington Examiner, published July 20, Carson blasted the rule's extra manipulation and costs, hinting that he might be targeting the rule's use of the block grants. So we just have to reinterpret it. That's all he said. 
In that vein, while Republicans still have majorities in both houses of Congress, now is the time to act to support Carson by prohibiting HUD from using affirmatively furthering fair housing to force changes to zoning on municipalities, Carson can make a stronger case for modifying or even rescinding the regulation. By noting that Congress has strongly come out against the federal government's attempt at neighborhood re-engineering. Yeah, some people in Congress, not the Democrats. Fortunately, there, are already, there is already action Bolstering Carson's efforts on on July 17, the House Appropriations Committee sent the Transportation and HUD Appropriations Bill to the House floor. Section 234 of the bill states, None of the funds made available by this act may be used by the Department of Housing and Urban Development to direct a grantee to undertake specific changes to existing zoning laws as part of carrying out the federal rule entitled Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing or the notice entitled Affirmatively Furthering Fair Housing Assessment Tool. This is exactly the sort of congressional assertion of its Article One power of the purse prerogatives that should be brought to the President Donald Trump's desk for a signature. With Congress acting, Carson does not have to roll the dice on a solely regulatory and ultimately judicial strategy. There is no such Article I power to allow the House to give any money from the Treasury to the states or local municipalities. HUD is completely unconstitutional. And you look at the damage it's done over the last 30, 40 years. Maybe we should listen to the Constitution and not delve into social engineering we know nothing about, other than it always fails because collectivism has always failed and will always fail. Always. Period. End of conversation. The Supreme Court unanimously decided in Motor Vehicle Manufacturers Association v. State Farm Mutual that in rescinding any regulation, an agency is obligated to supply a reasoned analysis. Why? Should that not be a reasoned analysis why there should enact one Congress? You, a lot of you should be taken out and whipped. In a rescission-only scenario, without Congress acting, Carson Hudd would have to prove that enacting the regulation in the first place was irrational within the statutory scheme. Well, it is irrational and unconstitutional and illegal, void, and shall not be enforced. The problem with that is, affirmatively furthering fair housing has done under the authority of the Fair Housing Act and interprets communities' responsibilities to affirmatively further fair housing under the law. Where, where in the Constitution do you see the Congress telling local municipalities how to zone? There's no zoning in the Constitution. There's no housing and human development in it. All of this is not in the Constitution. It's not there. It doesn't exist. So why is it here? Why have we allowed it to exist? Why don't we all educate ourselves on the history of the Constitution so that we can take back our country and run our government instead of having our government run us? I'm sorry. I don't want to be the UK. 
Look at the UK. Look at the EU. Look at all those socialist freaking piece of crap countries. You want to be any one of them? If you do, move there. It's already there. You don't have to do anything. Because we're not going there. And we're not going to let you take us there anymore. And we're going to not give a crap how much you cry kicking and screaming when we laugh at you dragging your hair back to the constitutional government. Pout all you want. Porcelain dolls. And useful idiots. The problem with that is affirmatively furthering housing is done under the authority of the Fair Housing Act. But that's unconstitutional, so don't have to follow anymore. And interprets communities' responsibilities to affirmatively further fair housing under the law. That would put the Trump administration in an uphill situation when it comes to relying solely on executive action and the regulatory process to rescind the regulation, which would ultimately be determined by the federal courts. No, actually, they have no say in it. So he doesn't have to listen to them. There you go. Problem solved. I'm a problem solver. It's easy. Constitution solves all your problems. You just don't know. Unless you're a prog. You want more government, more safety, more. You don't realize that that only lasts at the beginning to get you on board. When they come into power, there's no more giving a crap about your feelings or your safe spaces, or anything else. Because they're going to run your whole damn life, and there's nothing you can do about it at that point. So I suggest you young people that are challenged with needing, I don't know, safe zones. How about you grow a pair? It's time to grow up. You are, These are childish things. That only in the old America, a child would come up with this nonsense. No adult would even put up with it. He would tell the kid why he's wrong. Bigger government is less liberty. The bigger the government, the less the liberty. Just It is an equalized equation proven throughout history. We don't need to debate it since it's already happened. Our country's turned to shit. We're borrowing $3 trillion every year. We're $21 trillion in debt. Our kids aren't educated. They're they're just brainwashed. This is unacceptable. This is not the United States of America under the U.S. Constitution. This is the United States of America under progressivism. They don't pay attention to the Constitution, not at all, unless they can try and spin it their way. Uh, doesn't work with people like me, but the average person doesn't know real constitutional history, and therefore uh, they just accept these things by judges that say, "Oh, you can't do that. You got to, but you can't stop the money. You got to let the money go." What does it? Why does it say the Constitution? Judge gets to tell Congress how to spend their money. Oh, actually, our money. It doesn't. They have no business in legislation or finance. Nothing. They are supposed to mostly be an opinion source for the government and deal with foreign legal matters. That's it. Article 3, Section 2, read it. Carefully. Or if you got... Questions, call the show, 406-565-4189. I'll be glad to explain it.
In hearing a case on affirmative further fair housing, federal courts could uphold the 2015 ruling, Texas Department of Housing v. Inclusive Communities Project, Inc., which found that desperate impact analysis of zoning decisions could be used to decide if housing discrimination has occurred. Let me explain what they just said and what they didn't say. In the hearing case, affirmatively furthering fair housing, federal courts could uphold a 2015 ruling. Texas Department of Housing versus Inclusive Communities Project, Inc. That is an abominous creation right there. Inclusive communities means putting welfare people in affluent white communities to make sure there's plenty of poor brown people there and every single community where they don't belong to destroy. And I guarantee you, any of these places that are done, all the white people that have the money are going to leave and you will have created another ghetto. I watched it happen in New York City over and over again, 70s, 60s, late 60s, 70s, into the 80s. Every attempt to move people to a better community yielded everybody in the better community to leave, ending up in a ghetto. These are things that have been tried and failed. Look it up. New York did this. It didn't work. It destroyed most of the outer boroughs. They're all ghettos now. They weren't before they started this. What I learned is you bring ghetto trash into the neighborhood. Guess what? They'll act like ghetto trash. They will destroy the place. They don't like it nice. It's like whitey. Well, that explained every nice place they were put, they trashed. and turned into a ghetto and chased all the people that had a job away. Why is that? If they're just like the rest of us, they just need a nice place to live. You can't take a ghetto person out of the ghetto and put it in an affluent neighborhood and expect them not to be ghetto trash because they they, they weren't changed. You took ghetto trash and you just moved them. They're going to behave the same way. And again, cannot social engineer through legislation. My God, people. Enough. What difference does it make all the welfare people live in a bad part of town? They're not paying for it. They should be in the bad part. I'm paying for it. I should be in the bad part of town. I'm paying property taxes. These people aren't. And again, then you lose your tax revenue. It just spirals into problems. This is the stupidest conversation I've ever heard anybody have, this whole HUD thing. There's nowhere in the Constitution says government's allowed to be involved in housing. Show me housing. No, the Commerce Clause has nothing to do with all of commerce. It was about stopping states from interfering with commerce between the states. That's it. You got it? It's that simple. That's all there is. This is absolutely a non-starter. There was no charity written into the Constitution anywhere. Oh, when government does it, it's not charity. Really? Are you giving people something for nothing? That's charity. And you're right. The government shouldn't be doing it. Oh, wait. You didn't. See? You agree with me now, don't you? Government shouldn't be doing it. Oh, the government has to. The poor people. Well, then why can't they just stay in the ghetto? Why do we have to transplant them? Uh, If they're going to live on welfare, they might as well be with the rest of the welfare people, right? Why stick them in affluent neighborhoods? Other than to destroy the neighborhood. There's no other reason. 
Abominus's ilk wants to wants to white. They've flipped. They flipped the progressive party from trying to get rid of brown people to trying to get rid of white people. That's what progressivism really was. It was about big government. And get rid. And yeah. And then, then you had progressivism. Oh, that stopped. Oh, wait. When did that stop? Oh, wait. That was way back in nineteen or eight late eighteen hundreds. Well, actually, 1826 first reared its head a little bit. So it's been around for a long time. And its whole job has always been to destroy America. Because this whole notion of individual liberty and responsibility, doesn't that doesn't fly with their little progressive agenda. Liberty, you do what the government tells you to do. They love the welfare people because they already own them. They're not going to be happy until they own everybody. It is what progressivism does. Progresses to serfdom. That's what it does. Go look up go look up collectivism or uh, communism and colonial America. Go ahead. It was tried. It failed. Lots of people died. I always notice that wherever progressivism is instilled, lots of people die. Whether it's South America, Africa, Middle East, here in America, here in colonial America, everywhere it's tried throughout history, always failed, always failed, 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 and failed, unless you consider uh, serfdom a, a goal, which the government does. So, go ahead, help the government make you a serf. Keep working for them. Un- you need to understand liberty. You need to understand John Locke. You need to read John Locke. You need to read. Mises, you need to read Hayek, you need to read everything uh, going on, uh, Bastiat, just awesome stuff out there to read on what would make everybody here prosperous, which, oh wait, we were when we followed it back in the day. Now we follow socialism slash progressivism and we're crap. Big surprise. We already knew that before the United States of America even existed. Already knew that. Experiment tried, failed. Two colonies founding, failed. With 50% of their people dying the very first winter. And after that, they went back to private property ownership and individual American ruggedness. And guess what? Everybody prospered. Nobody died the next winter of starvation. Because everybody had their own food from their own land and they didn't have to share or mix it in with other people or centrally located so it could spoil. Uh, You know, it's kind of dumb. And anyway, it was stupid, but that's what the people sent them there. Charter said they had to have for his original government. Let me tell you this. Charter be hanged. They didn't ask permission. Collectivism was over after the first winter. And they just told them that's the way it was. And... The story continued with nothing but prosperity. Prosperity doesn't come from government, ever. It comes from a free market. It's a lot easier to be prosperous in in that setting than it is in a socialist collectivist statement. Anyway, I'm out of time, right? Been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And say good to Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.